Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. Rob Whittle, CPA, is the managing partner at Dyke Yaxley and has a team of 14 people with a total of six different nationalities among them. The international experience of the staff is a huge benefit to the firm as it provides business tax and advisory services to UK businesses looking to grow in the US and counsels US businesses looking to grow in the UK. Managing a diverse team is something Rob said he loves to do and finds that both the firm and staff benefit from the exposure of different backgrounds in the ways they work with each other and with clients. I spoke with Rob about what it's like to create a strong culture when people are working in different time zones and come from different backgrounds, how you ensure people feel like their authentic selves at work, and the value in being open and willing to learn from your team members. We started the conversation when I asked him about what it's like building a diverse team. Here's what he had to say. The way that our team came together was more by, I suppose, luck rather than specific design, to be honest. Um, So obviously, when we're out there in the marketplace, we're looking for the right people that would fit into our team and sort of build a team and be good for ourselves, for our team, and also good to interact with the clients. Uh, but it was, it's almost a little bit by default that different people, different nationalities came on. And it's, I suppose it's a bit now in effect is where we are in our team of 14 and we've got six different nationalities in 14 is that it's, it's almost become a little bit of not an intern, not a, not a joke as such, but it's sort of, okay, so which, which country can we have somebody from the next time? Because I think everybody enjoys the diversity. So it's almost like not, if the right person came along that was in a sense the same ethnic background as we've already got then that's fantastic but it'd be fantastic if we could the next hire was somebody from a different nationality because I think it just it's worked really well for us and I think it's just really uh, nice just to have a really diverse team of people backgrounds and stuff like that and luckily our the individuals we've got in our team um, that are from sort of overseas, so they actually grew up, their foundation years were in their respective country, and then they came to the US either in their late teens or actually in their mid-20s or in the UK, the same thing in, in sort of mid-20s, 30s. So it's it's, it's really interesting because they have actually grown up in another country and then, in a sense, relocated and now permanently live in, that other, in the US or the UK. So that's that's the interesting bit. And so, like you mentioned, Rob, it sounds like uh, your team appreciates and enjoys the diversity within it. I'm curious, with so many people from diverse backgrounds, how do you continue to kind of foster um, that that team spirit, uh, feeling like you can work together and um, get the goals done that, that you are hoping to accomplish with everyone from different backgrounds and different perspectives? How does that all like meld together? I think we're just very lucky that we've most read a, re- a, a, a group of people that I suppose are very open to learning, accepting, understanding other people's perspective. Uh, but I think by default, because as an accounting firm, we've got a niche practice where basically all we deal with are UK and US clients. And to be able to do that, we actually physically have an office in the UK and the US. So immediately you had to have 
two different offices on different time zones interacting with each other with people on different time zones so it wasn't most probably a traditional cpa practice to start with per se so i think by people having to be flexible on time and when they work and how they interact and how they could, if they need to speak to somebody in the US office, they've got to wait five hours to get up uh, or the five hour time difference. So I think by default, the people we got on board were already having to not work traditionally. So I think it's a lot easier when you've got that for people to accept new ideas, new people. Um, and, and I just think it's really sort of worked because there is complete transparency within the firm. Um, and, I, and I think that's one of our core values is transparency and trust. Uh, and hopefully that's gradually come through the fact that we've managed to, I suppose, foster an environment that people feel hopefully comfortable uh, coming from different backgrounds. And to, to be honest, yeah, it seems like those backgrounds work together um, because it doesn't seem to the best of my knowledge, there doesn't seem any frictions within within anybody from a religious or a ethnic background. Uh, so it seems to be, it seems to work uh, and it sort of organically works. There's, I don't think there's anything specific that we've tried to do or put in place other than sort of be ourselves. And I think that probably speaks a lot to um, what you just mentioned, just being yourselves to what a lot of people are thinking with diversity and you know the benefit of it that your team members can can feel like they can be themselves and you know they don't have to maybe necessarily act a certain way or act like they come from a different perspective or a background to be successful. I think so. I think uh, I'm not. I'm not taking any credit for how the office works. I suppose the only thing that I suppose is I would say I've learned over my career because I, I started my career in the UK, and I I moved to the US in about 1998, and in a sense picked up and moved to the US for personal reasons, um, but. I was very welcomed by everybody I interacted with in the Cleveland area. So I think by that, by default, is I think when we set up the firm, one of the things we wanted to try and do as a small firm was give people an opportunity if they wanted to, to sort of go and visit the other office. And when they were there, they could see clients and stuff like that to give them that experience of being in a different country, albeit the UK and the US, although there is culturally a lot of differences. But I think just because of the great experience that I personally had growing up in the UK, coming to the US when I was in my mid-20s, meeting a whole bunch of new people who knew who didn't know me from Adam, but always were very welcoming and accepting, I think sort of changed my outlook on life to sort of see if hopefully if we could do that the reciprocal way, I'd learned so much from it. And I suppose I was hoping that other people would maybe have that opportunity working for a small firm to be able to do that. So I know that's not diversity, but it's just trying to hopefully help people understand another culture. Uh, and I think it's just, it's sort of just d d developed from there. And we've just been very lucky that the people who've come on board through connections just happen to come from different backgrounds. Like I said, we've got somebody from China, Japan, Russia, Albania, and then obviously we've got people from the UK and the US. So, but, like I said, in a, in a, a group of 14, to have uh, sort of actual six nationalities represented is, is quite nice. It's really nice. 
you've mentioned a couple times, you know, maybe getting getting lucky, having people who who seemed like they were already open and um, honest and, and transparent about uh, diversity. And it seems like something that everyone um, was happy to embrace. I'm curious though, what would you say for organizations? I think a lot of this can be can be felt, you know, from the leadership at the top. You know, people notice when organizations say that they support diversity, but um, everyone that they hire looks the same. Everyone that they hire comes from the same backgrounds. Uh, what would you say to to maybe other leaders who are thinking like, I want to encourage um, more diversity within my organization? How could they go about doing that? That's uh, a good question, Jessica. As I said, we've just been lucky and be got to a situation where we have uh, people from diverse backgrounds. Uh, one of the strategies we're looking at at the moment, it's not along the diversity, but it might be something that would end up bringing you a more diverse workforce, not only, I suppose, from an ethnic background or a religious background or those sorts of things, but actually from just a um, getting a different blend of people is I think a lot of the times we need to look at our firm and in effect is you tend to an interview process, maybe uh, resonate or connect with people maybe who are more like yourself. But I'm a big, bigger believer that if we want our firm to grow and actually be a lot better than it is now, we actually need to hire people who we wouldn't normally sort of hire. Uh, they might be a slightly different trait and it might put myself in an uncomfortable position because they don't necessarily agree with what I agree with, which is, is great. Uh, but I think it'll, I think, but I think if you could do that in actual fact, you actually get diversity within a workplace, which is actually a better workplace because you've just got a better cross brand across uh, sort of a, a better cross-section of people. So we're actually trying to look at to see if we can actually look at our workforce and see where we're maybe missing different personalities within the firm, in the firm. And those different personalities, I think, again, will bring a different diversity to the business. It might not be an ethnic diversity or a, a religious diversity, but it'll be a diversity to people and challenge people more. So I think there's diversity in a lot of different factors, a lot of different ways. Definitely, like just mentioned, like diversity of thought is is a huge one. And you you've referenced, you know, sometimes being uncomfortable. And I think that's a point that, um, especially over the past few years, has has come up repeatedly. You know, when you're with people who um, don't come from the same background as you or have a different perspective, like you might be uncomfortable um, as you're kind of navigating a relationship with them just because it's new and you don't know exactly what to expect. I'm curious, what can you speak to as far as, you know, kind of getting comfortable in that uncomfortable zone, especially when working with people who are, are really so different from you? I think a lot of it is 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 just asking questions and being willing to learn and to understand and try and understand why there's sort of I suppose not differences is the wrong word but different trains of thought or the reason that for a question that I think is simple you get a completely obtuse answer and you know that that obtuse answer isn't um trying not to be a team player so you have to just keep asking questions or try and dig a bit further to try and understand the reason for that answer that you weren't expecting or wouldn't be a normal answer to a I suppose a run-of-the-mill question um, 
and I, I suppose I can give you maybe uh, an ex an example. Uh, there was a, a, a situ there was a situation where uh, I was talking to one of my colleagues, and from I suppose from a traditional perspective, both in the UK and the US, that I was sort of that I grew up with was if you sort of had a bit of spare time or whatever, you would sort of maybe send out an email and just say, look, just want to let everybody know if, if somebody's got something I can help them with, let me know. Um, and this individual I was talking to and I'd sort of said it, it, it was doing really well and was getting through all their stuff. And I sort of said, look, when you get through all your stuff, do you mind just sending out an email just saying you've got a bit of spare time on your hands? And the answer came back, no, I'm, I'm not sending that email. And I, I didn't really push back I try to give some examples of where I would have done that but it just seems strange to me to somebody who I knew wanted the firm to do well and was a team player that when they were asked a in my opinion at that time a simple question as to if you if you run out of work please send an email out that the answer was one that I didn't expect is no I'm not doing that and I sort of questioned it a bit more and we went around a little bit more and we sort of came to a resolution that if that individual was short of work, that individual would uh, send me an email and it was all right in their mind for me to send out an email to the team and just said, this individual is uh, got through all their stuff and it can help you and, and, and stuff like that. And that was okay. But to send it directly for themselves was, was not okay. So I started to just think about this a little bit and we carried on the conversation. And then I sort of said, well, what about the other way around is if in effect is you're getting too busy and you've got five or six jobs on at the same time, please don't get swamped by that if people if all if four jobs four or five jobs come at the same time please send out an email and just ask is could anybody has anybody got a bit of time could they help me i'm just backed up with a few jobs at the moment because our philosophy is we want the work to come in we want it to get done and and go out because the quicker it comes in the quicker it goes out the better client service to the client and the client's not waiting around for stuff but the answer came back no i'm i'm not i'm not doing that if I, i'm not sending out an email asking for help but that individual once again said that if if I sent out the email, then it was okay. And and I never got down to the bottom of it, but I tried to read through the situation. And I think it was one of those things with respect to that culture. It is the fact that in effect is you you work as a team. And if if in effect that individual had sent out an an email from themselves, then it would have been perceived as if um or this was my perception of what was going on, and I never did dig into it, actually get a, a direct answer, but my perception was that if they sent out that email, that in effect is they were sort of showing off to their peers that they had got all their work done, and in a sense, I'm better than you, and yeah, I can help you, but I just want to let you know I can help you because I got through all my stuff, rather than, yeah, I just happened to get through my stuff, can I help you? And they didn't want to do it because it was sort of a sort of I, I was perceiving it. They were showing that they were indicating they were showing off and they didn't want to do that because that was sort of in a sense saying they were doing something individual outside of a team environment. And on the flip side, I don't think they would ask for help. Well, this was my perception again. They would ask for help because that was showing a weakness that they were letting the team down and couldn't hold their own within the team. So they had to go and ask somebody else in the team to help them. And it was just interesting that that scenario was there. But if I, as the sort of boss in inverted commas, sent that email out, that was, that was all right because 
in effect, it was, it was me asking and not the individual. So it was just that was just a very interesting thing. But I suppose going back to your question is it was only by, I suppose, just asking questions and trying to think through it and, and sort of trying to think that obviously the answer I was getting initially wasn't the answer. I, was, I couldn't interpret it in the black and white it was being given to me. There was something more subtle behind it. And that, that, that was what I took away from it. And I love that story because like you mentioned, um, asking questions seems like it's so important, um, especially with working with um, uh, diverse colleagues. And also something that I've heard before um, is assume good intentions, basically, you know, like, and I think asking questions is goes along with that, because I think for something you might kind of brush like that situation off is like, well, they're just being difficult. Um, they don't want to help. Maybe they don't want to be a team player. Um, but by hopefully, you know, assuming good intentions and kind of asking more questions to understand a scenario or a situation or where someone might be coming from, you can really, it sounds like, get to know a person better and understand them better as a, as a coworker. I, I think you can. I think it's just understanding. There's also, I think sometimes from a cultural perspective, certainly when I started my career in the UK, it was very much, uh, you were at work and when you were at work, you worked and when you went home, you didn't work because it's going back several years. So you couldn't, there wasn't the technology the same way, but it was certainly the fact is you went to work, you worked with people at work and then your social friends were a different set of people in general when I started working in the UK. But when I came to the States, because I think people worked in general longer hours, uh, I found that a lot of people who I worked with would then sort of socialize sometimes afterwards go for a, a beer or something to eat after work because people work sort of longer hours. So it's as if there wasn't a cutoff. And I think as technology has come along, that black and white cutoff's getting less and less. Uh, but I think that was interesting because the certain most members in our team that are more of what I call more like I was when I was in the UK, that based on the culture, when you're at work, you're there, you come, you, you clock on, you work, and when you leave that. But then if you put them in, an, and, it, and it seems very black and white, and in effect is those individuals can sometimes seem a little gruff at work, potentially, or a little no small talk. It's business, it's all business. Um, but if in effect is you get them out and maybe it's at the holiday party or some other company event during the year, they're like the life and soul of the party. And it's, 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 it's sort of black and white. It's almost like Jekyll and Hyde, but it's just because culturally, again, I believe is that the environment they grew up in is when you're at work, you work. And when you're outside of work, that's not work any longer, that's social. And it's just interesting to see characters within the firm that there's like night and day between maybe if you saw them in the office and had a chat with them, you might have a perception. If you saw them out of the office in a social environment, you'd have a completely different perception if you didn't understand what was going on. So it's just, I just find it very interesting. We've got, from a religious perspective, it's funny, we, we obviously a lot of people... Uh, want to take Christmas off or over the over the Christmas festive period we actually have one individual who's a Jehovah's Witness so they don't actually celebrate that holiday so in actual fact that individual is always very very happy to accommodate and help everybody else and say look I'll man the office over that period of time so that you got so that everybody else can take the time if they want so it's so that diversity if you understand it it can actually be very powerful within the organization because 
everybody might just assume, well, everybody wants off that period of time, that holiday period at the, at the Christmas when family are coming in. But there's certain people that most probably it doesn't mean so much to, so they're willing to stay at work and work so other people can do it. So yeah, I think if you really can understand it, and I certainly don't understand it totally, but there's certainly instances we've had where it can be a real benefit and actually can it can add a lot of, uh, I don't know, positives to the workplace by not having everybody the same. And that was actually another question I wanted to ask you, Rob, is what um, benefits and advantages do you think organizations that really embrace diversity and, and try to foster um, diverse teams will have uh, in the long run? First, I suppose so I, I can just tell you from a personal perspective, because I, I think it would be unfair of me to sort of say is how does anybody else in the team feel about it? But, but personally, myself is I just think I'm a more, I don't know, a more open person to listen to other things. So for example, obviously, um one of our one of our, one of my colleagues is from china originally and obviously quite often uh china comes up in the news from an american perspective and what's going on in china with maybe trade talks or obviously with other things that go on and in a sense superpowers in the world sort of thing and obviously we will listen to so i would listen to the british news or i might listen to the american news but it's very um it's very refreshing to be able to ask somebody who's got family living in that country or grew up in that country who's got a different perspective to sort of say is, all right, so with respect to what we're hearing on the news here or what I'm reading, what's your take on this and what are you hearing from on the ground sources because you've got family that live there? Or one of our colleagues is in, in, in Russia or grew up in Russia. So it's interesting to say, okay, so this is what we're hearing on the news and you see the news like we do, but you've still got friends and family there. What, what are they seeing happen on the ground or a gentleman from Albania? And it's just interesting to hear what their, their upbringing was like and what their thoughts are and how their country works and how maybe he's, he's got friends and family there is how they're, dealing with sort of covid compared to how we are so it's all those sorts of things that because you've got people who live who've got family there grew up there it's just really interesting to hear what their perspective is because they're most probably looking and tuning into different news sources or different sources of information than might than i would have anyway so it's just it's great from that perspective is you're just learning different sides of stories and as long as you're open you can still obviously have your opinion but you're getting more i think valuable information that's coming into you so you can maybe make an informed decision as to most probably what is really happening and if there are um people listening who who are managing diverse teams maybe for the first time or trying to you know encourage diversity in their organization are there any leadership tips management tips that you would give them i, I think it's just one of those things you've just got to, i think to be honest it's just you've got to be open and want to just learn about people uh, and i think if you want to learn about people and learn about their background and you actually have a genuine interest and we want to learn about the people and we want to understand the people we work with oh and by the way they're not the same as me i that, that's that's just my own personal experience I I just love it. I'd love I'd love to have people from different nationalities come on board, and it's not it's not for that fact of um, being able to say we've got thirteen different nationalities and only twenty people. It's the fact of just for me just learning about people, learning about different cultures, uh, and learning about 
change moving from one nation from one country to another uh because i think if you if you can every day if you can learn something new then we're all better for it and uh it's just it's actually a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and uh it's just great to learn more about people and understand how the world works a little bit more especially in these uh sometimes uh unprecedented times it's just nice to know how other people are dealing with it and how, how their families and friends are getting on in different countries and what they're doing to to get through these turbulent times thank you to rob for joining us to speak more about managing a diverse team so what do you think of the episode you can let me know at j salerno j-s-a-l-e-r-n-o at ohiocpa.com and please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using we love to hear your feedback Thanks for listening.